Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Failing Out Loud. Hi, guys. Welcome back. How you doing? How you doing? Hope you're all all right. Honestly, thanks for joining us again. Yes, welcome. Um, So today, sis, we're going to talk about money. Yes. Uh, and uh, just before we get into that, we want to in, uh, introduce our first ever Failing Out Loud guest. Woo, woo, woo. So, guest and friend, but let me give you a little bit of an That's intro. Right. Can have a yeah, little bit her. of a, a, I don't know if we can have a, what's it, drum roll, little drum roll, please. And we, <laughs> what is, is that? that? A drum? What drum is that? I don't know. I'm just trying to do a drum beat. <laughs> that was a drum, guys. That was not a drum. That was not a drum. That's fine. Sure. Anyway, let me introduce our first Failing Out Loud guest. First of friend, many, we hope. First of many and friend. That's right. Um, international slam winner, poet. Come on. Change manager. Hey. DNI specialist. Speak on it. <laughs> and all round money, financial freedom expert. Come on. Uh, Tanaya Sonko. Hey! Yay! Why, hello. Uh, hello. I mean, how did you feel about that introduction? I, you know, I was like, who is she talking about? Babe, no. Nah. Great. Babe, when she started with international, I was like, who is it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this person sounds awesome. I'm going to be there. No, you don't even need to be reminded that you know, that's why you want to put respect on your friends' names because okay. people will be out here doing things, you know. Yeah, honestly, come on. So we are I mean, to have thank you, girl. you, thank you for that wonderful introduction. Thank you for having me. It's an honor to be here, honor to be your first guest. I mean, obviously, I've been following this journey, this journey of yours. <laughs> um, and yeah, excited to be here. Hey, cheers, homie. Okay, so should we just get straight into it then? Yeah, let's so, do it. So basically, I don't know if you guys, our listeners, have heard about this show. It's on, I think it's a show, it's like a YouTube series. episode series, yeah, mm-hmm. um, by CNBC, um, and it's called um, Millennium Money. Millennial Money. Millennial Money, in fact, millennial yeah. Millionaire. Yeah, so they just do basically these different um, segments focused on money and how this generation are making it and spending it. And I think it's been really insightful. I haven't watched all of them, but I have. I just became addicted mm-hmm. um, to watching these. And um, they've just been so... They've been, honestly, just really, really great. They're mm. short, but you're basically shown how um this person or a couple earn their money basically Uh what they earn in their income or that could be through a job or any other side hustles basically all the money that comes in and and how they break that down monthly okay so their rent um car payment whatever exactly whatever it may be um and I remember watching one of them, which was really interesting. This um, black lady, she actually resides here in the UK, I think in North London, somewhere in Hampstead Heath. Mm. And um, she came over here on a relocation package. That's, that relocation package was sweet. No, they don't play. A relocation package, they do not play. Mm-hmm. So she was earning like six figures, mm-hmm. six figure salary. 
um, over 200,000, which I came to learn that through Tanaya, no doubt, actually, that basically <laughs> earning those six figures in the US is actually not as wild as it seems for us. Like, she's not even 30 yet. I think she was 28. Yeah. Something like that. Something like that, yeah. 28. Or anyway. She, she said by 30. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, um, and her name's Imani Change. Watch it. It's really, really good. As I said, it's on YouTube. But not to take too much time on this. But basically, yeah, it just shows how much she earned. She was earning over 200K a month. Um, living in Hampstead Heath. It was just really, really interesting to see how other people spend their money. The mm. things they splurge yeah. on. How they yeah. save. But I know we've all watched, like this um series Mm-mm. what kind of stuff that stood out for you did you like it did you does it resonate with you like how did you feel about it then i think it goes to show actually that just because you've got money doesn't necessarily know doesn't mean that you automatically know what to do with it exactly i watched it and i thought this is great i think it's good i think it was great them showing a different side of money in that like you know because normally when you see people earning um six figures plus or seven figures or they're trying to like usually the aim is to show you about the life that they're about that life yeah and I think this was just not about that this was about um how ultimately how 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 frugal they are um with money like the fact that they have loads of money doesn't mean they need to spend excessively and they're trying to be responsible um responsible with their money and I think yeah I think that was great I mean on that particular episode there was the I was I was a bit I think they they were speaking about how she had to kind of pay um a bulk of rent up front that was wild Mm -hmm. that was so wild to me I, I think she got bumped yeah, I think so too. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy because they asked for like, I think it was a full year's rent. Like, where right. have you ever heard of that? No, that happens back home, like exactly. in Africa. Yeah. For, for your landlord to be asking you, and I think they ended up paying. Now, it, it probably wasn't that big a deal for her because her company ended up paying for it. Again, relocation packages do not play. Sweet, yeah. Um, but I think she put like £44,000 down. Yeah. Like for, the amount that she could literally just buy a house. Literally, literally, that's a deposit. Yeah. That's a healthy deposit for a home in the UK. Absolutely. Um, so that that bit was really interesting. But you're so right about the whole, the frugality of it all. Like, actually, a lot of these a lot of the um, videos, I actually haven't come across one yet that seems about flashing the money. Yeah, no. it's not like, this isn't like, oh, welcome to our crib, like, you yeah. know, MTV cribs or anything like that. It's just, what I what I like about it is that I'm just like, these are normal, like, everyday working people. Um, yeah. And they're kind of just showing you how, you know, just how they just go about doing their normal mm, day things. Mm. They do have a lot of money. Um, yeah. They do have a lot of, um, they, uh, they do they do have a lot of money but they also have a lot of ways of how they keep that money like mm-hmm. yeah. that frugal mindset like there's certain things that they do and i'm like oh okay even if and they say yeah. see it as oh i'm splurging and i'm just mm-hmm. like that wouldn't be splurging to me like this uh, i think it was the imani woman who was just like um how she gets like she her designer pieces are kind of like once, once a year season, or something like, yeah. once every year i couldn't believe year. it and i was just like you know what there's but it's these are money habits, right? Yeah. These are just yeah. money habits to kind of have because, like, 
uh, I said in the last episode, how I was talking about, I don't, I don't ever want to start speaking about spending fantasy money. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So that's why I didn't oh, like, right. look look at when that you're thing. a new job and stuff. Yeah. yeah, I don't look at anything until I know everything is set in stone. But even Bruh, there, I am the opposite. I go straight to listen to Tax Man. I put, <laughs> <laughs> I put the listen I put to the salary in there, and then I start looking at what this, how much student loan is going to come out, how much tax is coming out, what I'm taking mm. home, and then what I can be saving from that. Bruh, yeah, that's even before I've got through to the second stage. I no. don't know why. <laughs> to see i gotta know i can't know like i think it actually really it really helped me because uh yeah it, it just helped me stay present to like yeah. I, I wait until i get to a certain point um but yeah like the fact that there's certain things what you realize watching them is that they've all have amazing money habits so yeah. like yeah even in saying in saying that like what are some of our money habits I just wanted to actually speak about some uh, something about that. I don't know if you guys saw the episode of the um oh where were they based? I think they're based in Washington. The couple, um, oh, see, the yeah. dude and his wife. Um, I just thought, wow, wow, wow! Talk about the epitome of living well within your means. These guys. It's just it's not a bit much. It, it was does, a lot. It's it not that's not for everybody. No. It's yeah. not for everybody at all. But I mean, dude's wedding ring was a rubber band. It just listen. I can't believe it. <laughs> listen, I was like, I was like, also, why? You also just don't have to walk around with a rubber band on your finger. You could also just be married. <laughs> like, <Right. laughs> you know, we actually probably get a tattoo. I mean, to each their own, but I think <laughs> it just really spoke of it, it kind of while while to me i'm like that's wild but hearing their whole lifestyle the fact that they coupon to get food and stuff i was like okay this makes sense like you guys are those people yeah yeah you are those kind of people Mm -hmm. um but yeah i mean asking actually tonight maybe that question that sarah asked goes to you you know what are um your sort of money habits are you are you do you err more on the side of um frugality or are you a bit of a splurger are you, how yeah what's your relationship and habits with money oh i don't think i don't think anyone would ever call me a splurger in fact actually one person did and i, I was surprised i was like i don't think you know what that word means <laughs> um <laughs> because like generally i'm a saver i think saving is important i think okay I'll, I'll kind of prefix that with, with saying that I think life is you do need to have balance because mm. you do um you know make money so that you can live a certain way um but I do think that saving is extremely important um I think it's like saving investing and I think it's really important just in terms of how uh, thinking about the future um especially if you're in a job like that you don't that you losing your job doesn't mean that you can't eat for yeah. the next six months or something like that. It's so important to have, um, to have a, a level of savings that, that is that is your safety blanket ultimately. Mm-hmm. And I've always I've always operated that way. So did that come? Did that come through? Because I thought what was also quite interesting about some of these videos, like Imani said that there was also um, another one by a Nigerian girl um, who came over when she was about five or six or something like that, preteen, um, mm. and she it seems that they spoke about their parents do mm. I mean having that kind of influence on them speaking to them about money I know Imani definitely referenced like her dad sort of teaching her like the value of money and even just how to make her money work for her as a kid 
did that did that 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 um that mindset to save and the importance of saving and thinking about your future where did that stem from for you Tanaya? it was not from my parents i'm sorry mama i know she won't be listening i love her <laughs> and that's not where it came from i not that she's a splurger but that's not where it came from yeah. um i think for me the it, it came more from seeing that actually I could have a direct impact on something that I desire or a way that I wanted to live mm. and I think so it wasn't that I was that at a young age I was like you know go like had people speaking to me saying this is the importance of saving it wasn't that in fact my very first saving experience I was about eight years old um and eight. I remember eight what? and then he choked on my rival's <laughs> tea what? Tommy Redbush? Hey! No, what? No, you tell me all that story, please. Or experiences in terms of saving for at that at that at that time it was like saving for something. So I was eight, and at the time I was living in Gambia, and my sister and um my, the rest of my siblings lived over here, and they used to come um, on holiday every year. I have a nephew, and he was one and a half at the time. And he was coming on holiday and I was super excited. And I was like, oh, I want to get him a present. Bearing in mind, I'm the one that's in Africa. So I saw these boots in a mark in the market. And I was like, oh, they were like, like little fake Timberlands. And I was like, oh my gosh, he has to have these boots. And <laughs> I don't know why. And just, you know, sometimes when I get fixated on something, I'm like, that's the thing that has to happen. So, <laughs> so I... Timberland, bless your heart. You know, my little eight-year-old mind didn't understand that there was a brand, to be fair. I was just like... Right, oh, that's good. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, I was just like, these are boots and they're nice and I feel like my nephew should have them. So I started saving, like, my little shekels to to get it. And, I mean, at the time, I'm telling you, this thing's pro they probably cost, like, maybe, like, 300 Dallases. Um, so what was that? Actually, to be fair, back then, that was probably something around, like, 20 pounds. Um, okay. And so, for an eight-year-old, I mean, that's a lot of money. A lot of, and if you think about the conversion. Yeah. So, was this a pocket? Was this pocket money? Yeah. You get in, or where were you getting your 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 so, from? <laughs> <laughs> it was little little pocket money, everything like you know, lunch money, saving a bit back from it. You know, every like, okay. because that's what you the the only thing that you get as a kid is like what you're given, like it's an allowance or. Um, and I think at that point, I was just like, oh, I'm saving, saving, saving. And I managed to get it just before um, they had, and I was super excited. And I was like, so that was probably like the first time I, I thought about saving toward a thing, buying the thing and being like, okay. I saved this. I got the thing that I wanted to give. And, and this is fantastic. And that was, yeah, that was probably my first, the first thing I can think of. I mean, there were many instances like in my childhood after that, but that was like probably the earliest memory I have of saving yeah yeah I feel like I can totally um relate to what you said about like your parents not really having that the talk <laughs> the money like talk mm. with you and um, mm. I feel like it's just been something that I've had to learn um uh learn along the way and uh yeah but I feel like there is definitely a big part that our parents have in shaping how we um how we view money yeah how we how we use it how we you know like how we even interact with it um 
as they affect everything else, obviously, what they're, uh, they're those first kind of relationships that teachers, we have. First teachers, yeah, on everything. Mm. Yeah. How how was, obviously, I have the same parents, but we're different people. <laughs> um, <laughs> but how, for you, Sarah, like, what was your what was your relationship with money? Like, what's your mindset? What did you learn directly or indirectly, you know, sort of from our teachers around money? Um, I, yeah, I think, again, I think it's just a mix of, uh, uh, as you said, like, there were, like, indirect lessons. Um, money just didn't feel like it stayed. Um, money, um, there was always there was always purpose for it there was always purpose for money um and but there was all it was kind of always moving in a way that i just didn't that we didn't always see kind of come back in mm. fruitful ways um yeah. and that's probably my uh your first um interaction or memory uh with money um at least has to do with savings for something that you want like you wanted to get kind of thing I don't, my first kind of idea about savings wasn't, um, or memory of savings wasn't, uh, wasn't like that at all. I think a lot of my interactions with money when I was younger actually was like kind of like counting money because it's going somewhere or counting money because someone else needs it or family back home and stuff like that. And um, but we did, we did have that. You know, that Abbey National kids, kids bank yeah. account. Okay. That everyone had that when, when you had National. your little, when you had your little book and it had yeah. little pictures in it and stuff. Yeah. So there was like there were little things around money, but there wasn't really like um, strong or like intentional conversation mm. about how or what you do with it. It just kind of felt like, you know, money comes, money goes. Like, and I think there was really now looking back you really kind of understand that they really didn't know themselves. Um, Like they honestly don't have that kind of education with money. And I think it's, it's, it's funny because actually I think across the board, there needs to be incorporated into the curriculum. I think that there needs to be this, this actual education on handling money or, or options that you can do with money or how you can actually make money work. I think there's oh, always, oh, always yeah. this, this push and this understanding that you get a job and you get a job to make money. Mm. And then what do you do? Yeah. You know, how do you do it? So that actually, if a pandemic hits, like we are in now, you're not, like you said earlier tonight, you're still able to feed yourself, feed your kids and, or, you know, maintain your life to some, to some degree. But mm. while we're teaching people to have, jobs and earn money we're not really also helping build um communities that understand what to do with that money how to make that money work you know the things that are out there to do with your money um ISAs and all other kind of like government funds that are there to even help you some are free you only need a pound and whatnot to kind of get involved in but I feel like that lack of education um is across the board but definitely I agree, you know, obviously growing up in the same household, for me, money was, money was a negative thing. It just felt like something that was just hard to come by. Mm. Um, you had to, you almost didn't ever want to touch it because you wouldn't have it, but there were so many things that needed it. And before you know it, it was gone. And it was, de- it was definitely never that we were in any kind of surplus for it. Mum did fantastic with what she was able, you know, our mm-hmm. parents are, 
immigrants and so um, that work ethic that survivor mentality like yeah yeah and that's how for a long time I thought that's how you earn money through really working struggling toiling right mum worked three jobs at some point Mm -hmm. for most of our childhood mum worked three jobs working 21 hours a day um, I mean, we ended up even going into foster care so that mum could work and make sure that she could earn enough for those kind of, do you know what I mean? For that reason. So money, money was, <laughs> money wasn't a friend of mine. Mm. Let's just put it that way. When we were young, I didn't really see it as, um, yeah, but that's, that's definitely had to sort of be reworked through sort of new habits. For me, as I think, like thinking about, I guess thinking about saving and budgeting was also, I guess, an early lesson that I learned, but not necessarily because it was, let's learn, let's have this mm-hmm. early teaching, like you were saying, that should be in the curriculum. I hundred percent agree with that. That there are certain things that we're talking about in life skills or whatever. I'm like, which like, what are they talking about? Like yeah. things like financial literacy are so 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 important. Yeah. Um, just understanding. Simple things like, you know, how bank accounts will work, how interest, like, you don't learn that until like, you know, you're grown. Until you need to, yeah. Right. Until you have to. And then you're just, a lot of people are still not sure about that. Um, but for me, yeah. I guess through different circumstances, I was kind of, I guess, budgeting was something that I started learning about very early because um, I was, I guess, you know, actually, perhaps, perhaps, indirectly there were there were more indirect lessons than direct intentional lessons but I was kind of thrown into being very involved in the decision making process around uh, um, around money um, in my family quite young Um, so I was very aware I wasn't the kid that was like oh please buy me this thing because that was like I know we ain't got it (laughs) so I'm not gonna so I was very aware um, and I don't know if that's necessarily the best approach, but this is how um, ha- how it happened for me in terms of understanding that, okay, we have X and therefore these are the things that need to be done with that and being involved in that decision um, process quite early and understanding that you have yeah. to budget for things if you do not have it simple maths, you cannot spend it <laughs> because yeah. you don't have it. <laughs> so. What? Yeah, because you're saying yeah. that like it's a almost like it's a normal kid thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't think I I I really understood the word budget until I was much like you know yeah. much older into my like you know maybe being at university. Just mm. I just didn't really understand what it meant to kind of have a budget, have money that you don't spend. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Um, have money allotted for certain things. It wasn't kind of yeah. like that. It was like money was always it was a kind of like putting out fires kind of situation do you mm. know what I mean so like at eight or like sorry um, even you were just yeah. saying during your childhood like what how how where did you where do you even think you learned about do you know yeah I mean? like just how did that about kick budgeting? in was like, it was it literally because just of maths yeah like, oh was we it... don't have it so I know what we get we don't have it and blah blah you went was you even using the word budget or was it just like oh actually because you're the youngest of four kids actually, I am. and yeah. it's kind of crazy that you actually were the one who were sort of taking on that fiscal <laughs> responsibility of the house because I think it's really interesting that for us we didn't have that sort of like our mother didn't really involve us in the budgeting for money which is mm. another thing I felt like my mum also tried to keep it she tried to keep it away from us in yeah. a way that you know this is not your responsibility to do but also in doing that 
we didn't really learn a lot. We just saw money come in, saw money go out. We just yeah. knew we didn't really have it, but we didn't necessarily how it worked. Whereas you did, and you're doing that from our low income kind of backgrounds. Right. How did that affect you? And how, yeah, how did you even get into that in the first place? And how did that affect you? I think it started being, it started, it actually started when my dad passed away. Um, and because I, being the youngest, we're quite, I'm the youngest of four, but we're quite stressed out. So at one point, um, I was like the only one kind of at home. Um, mm-hmm. And I basically, the, the in that in that area of things, what happened was I wanted to move schools and I wanted to go to a school that was far more, so I grew up in Gambia um, and I wanted to go to um, an international school that was um, quite expensive. Well, mm. quite, yeah, more, like it was expensive. <laughs> um, and more expensive than... Um, than where I was previously anyway and I think there was there was like an opportunity for me to get like a like a partial scholarship and that kind of fell through and I was really I really had my heart set on going to that school because I really just thought that was the best opportunity for me and it was um and so the thinking around budgeting was like okay are there ways that we can make this work I think so so ultimately it was a I guess it would be saying that it was like forced out of a desire that I had yeah. because I'm just like I want this thing don't mention the fixating that, on things how old are you um year seven. Oh, this is going into secondary school okay. yeah so to, I was also, moving also so, great that you already knew that I need to be at this school <laughs> like, yeah, we need to make this work you've clearly Indeed. got shout out, shout out you to Maria. when you've got something your site set on something you stick to it which is great yeah definitely I think it was it was like I just I just as in, as in like from doing the year six exams I was like okay no this is this is what's going to happen because all these things are going to be in place to make sure that it's okay and quite a few a few things fell through and it was like oh man like so I just can't have it like what does this mean um and for you know some of us in my family were like yeah I guess it just can't work out so we'll just do we'll just go with plan b and I was and I think I was really I just didn't want to do that so I guess there are worse things that you can be bratty over <laughs> but, yeah. but I was I was you know I kind of sat and had a kind of had a conversation with my mom and I was like you know what can we how can we do this and actually um I mean to be fair this is a very long time ago and whatever but like I think so what happened was generally obviously you pay your fees by term so I think and I don't even know I think it was again out of this desire. So what I what we did was, um, I knew how I knew what the fees were, um, and I knew what the shortfall was, and I knew that my mom would not be able to pay um, the full term upfront because it okay. just wasn't possible financially. So I said to I said to my mom, "Can we speak to the principal so that I can pay my fees by by month?" Um, yeah. Because I understood, I guess, on a very very basic level, cash flow. Um, because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I can't do this in one block, but I could do this in three chunks, which is, three, which is over three months. So therefore it'd be a smaller amount that's coming mm-hmm. out. And on a very base, uh, it's a very simplified cash flow of like, you know, I don't know, I need 10, so, but I can't, I can't do that in one chunk. And when we, you know, we spoke to principal who definitely wanted me to come to the school. And I don't know if that was, a, it seemed like an exception. I don't know if that was an exception that they made for other people. I'm sorry if they didn't, but you know, they did, they did kind of do that to enable me to kind of go to the school. And yeah, so maybe that was my initial 
in terms of making a big decision aside from like I wanted to buy some boots for my nephew yeah um, yeah but, yeah wow yeah. and so you mentioned um like budgeting um as you also spoke about it as well budgeting is still quite tricky for me like I'm still, I feel like I was really late to the game with learning about sort of budgeting money. Um, but I've noticed this, that you've gotten really, really good at budgeting recently. Oh, I, I've got better because of tonight. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> that's it, honestly. And that's why you're on the show, babe. And that's why you're on the show. <laughs> right. Yeah, so I remember just being just a little bit of a, like, novice when it came to money, so... And I think that's the thing you need to, if you don't know something, you don't know what you don't know. So if you don't know something, it's, there's only so far or so long Mm. that you can go on being like, well, I just don't know. Well, I just just wasn't taught. Oh, my parents didn't teach me. Um, But a lot of people live on that. A lot of us live on that. Yeah. So when was that? When was it that, no, something's got to give here with my management? When was that? When did that hit for you? When Tanaya said that, there's no way that. <laughs> what did Tanaya say? Tanaya said to me, "How can you not have a hundred pounds in savings?" Oh, when and was I, this? And I said, "What?" <laughs> and it was, I think it was like a hundred pounds, wasn't it? I think in uni it was probably that, and then I was just like, because I then went on to tell the story of like, I was like, I yeah. don't understand. I was very confused because, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, no, go ahead. Go ahead. So yeah, I think you saving at uni. I it wasn't even that I was saving at uni, but my first job, I remember like my first job, which was minimum wage, and you know, we only share any companies that were, you know, but I made some good friends there. <laughs> anyway, um, so my, my first job, like my saving target was a thousand pounds, and and at 16, wow. yeah, my saving target was a thousand pounds. I said, so once I hit, it was again born out of again desire like I wanted to go I wanted to be able to go back on holiday like Uh, to see my friends and then the next thing was I need to hit a thousand pounds so once I hit a thousand pounds I was like I could never have less than a thousand pounds in savings and wow like so when Tanai said that to me when she said I could never have less than a thousand pounds in savings I said (laughs) I don't even have a hundred (laughs) pounds and that's when she was like who are you and that's when she said you come here I did. I did. And I said the threshold. And I said the threshold has to keep moving. Yeah. And I said equally, like, like and then, and then as the, as you progress in life, you can't also be that can't be the 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 amount that you, you it regress. needs to change. Right. You, you don't stay the same. You like, don't you, stay the you, same, you, and you, you can't regress. Right. Yeah. So I was just like, what? I was just like, I just couldn't understand. Like, to hurt someone at that point, obviously at uni, when I was like a year old, uh, a um, a year above, uh, above me. Yeah. But I just couldn't imagine, I didn't understand that someone who was like my age and young had money like that. Yeah. Had money, like, had savings. Like, for me, it was always like, okay, wait for student loan to drop. Bruv. Um, even though I wasn't even spending it on clothes, like how people were like going out, buying designer. clothes and stuff. It was more like, okay, I need money drops, make sure I can pay my rent, mm-hmm. make sure I've got food um and i was just trying to do like basic you know small small, small girl living living but then i made a i made a dumb mistake first year of uni um because i was just like i'm gonna get um i'm gonna get the my first like phone bill like phone oh bill yeah um, rental yeah uh, contract yeah? contract phone that's it so um i remember getting that 
and honestly that messed me up I just could not seem to keep a handle on um paying something out monthly because mm. I think it was the first time that I've done that because I went from like page ago yeah, yeah, to yeah. That. so that and then on top of on top of that I couldn't handle um and I think this is where as, as uh, you both have said about finan- uh, financial literacy and it being taught I could not get a handle on keeping my student overdraft limit and mm. and having the money come in and because I budget wasn't really a word for me it was kind of like money was money was just coming out and yeah. I literally and then they were like oh yeah also now you have a student overdraft and I'm just like oh okay cool Take so it. I could just go into that and then one day that raggedy bank <laughs> was it <laughs> I, can't, I won't even name them because oh, if they come hey. that raggedy bank I remember bank, this they called me and they said we want the money our back. student yeah yeah I remember our student overdraft back and Will you divulge how much the dra- overdraft was? Um, it must have been maybe. I, I think around those times they'll give me like one five, one two, yeah, one yeah. two, one five. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So like one thousand five hundred or something. You maxed it I was out. Work- I I maxed it, and it was. And the thing is, and, and and that's the thing. I was just like, where is where is it going? Obviously, yeah, you do get clothes for uni. You do get certain things, but it just felt like I was just. It was just going out and. Mm. again I never had that idea of how what Tanai was saying that you put money away and also like money has to have a purpose for certain things and all that kind of stuff so Mm. when I remember like that happening and me feeling like what I was working Mm. part-time but I and I was just like hold on wait how can a bank do do that they can Mm -hmm. they can call you at any time and say it says in the fine print (laughs) right (laughs) (laughs) so yeah no that was one of like that was a big like money money fail money regret for me just being mm. like cause I, also if, um uh, from that I got a mark on my on my record right. um because I was missing payments on, on my repayments. on on my contract phone and mm. stuff so it was just like it was just it just yeah it was it was just bad yeah and was I, that the kick up the bum do you think or did it still sort of take some time to settle in about the whole no, getting money together. It, I think hearing someone again, and this is why it's good to talk. You should, t- you, we, we do need to talk about yes. money. So here, so me and Tanaya are building our friendship at uni, and then her just being like, "You weren't, I, I don't, you weren't even saying it in a braggy way. You were just saying something about, oh, I'm trying to save for blah 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 blah." Um, again, probably going back to Gambia, um, that whenever, um, and you're just saying like, "Oh, I need to get this savings and blah blah and all this other stuff," and I was just like, "Oh, okay," and then you said that amount, and I was like, "What?" And then I think it was just knowing that one, it's a set, it was a safe place. Tonight mm. was a safe place to talk to about money. Yeah. So that's when I was quite, I could be quite open okay. with her mm. and just be like, yeah, like I'm kind of, I'm swimming, like I'm not, I'm drowning here, like mm. it's not kind of working out. And then I think when she de- when we de- when she said about the thousand, um, not having less than a thousand pounds in savings, I was like, I don't have a hundred, and also I have an overdraft, and also like it's just mm. I'm trying to pull myself out. But this was, I got myself out of that mess, but it just still I was still not in a good financial yeah. uh, place. Yeah. But I think like I'm trying to remember some of my, um, <laughs> I remember for me, funny enough, I feel like although we're from the same house. There were different things. We sort of both treated money differently. I hope you don't mind me saying, but Sarah, you were a lot more kind of, um, like like you said, you weren't splashing your money, which is probably why I remember you just being so mad when you'd just be like, 
where did my money actually really go? Because I had mm. friends that were spending it on, you know, bags and shoes, and you can literally see, oh, okay, 200, 300 pounds went on those yet. things. Right. Honestly, and it's still quite a thing to, to this day. Like, that my you money, make sure money, you I eat well. Sure. <laughs> There's just, why? I can't come and die. Like, I'm sorry, okay. food is. Yeah, food's important. <laughs> All right. And I feel like I just always made sure that I had food. But I feel like that's where most of my money yeah. went. And then and clothes and maybe, you know, trying to be yeah. in when you're at uni to an extent. But even to an extent, I was just like, I don't even have Tim's at uni, but people, I don't even know. But I yeah. still don't know how people are doing that. I think, though, that with me, I was really kind of um, scared of money. So I think where you'd kind of be, you weren't, like, as, um, adver- like, averse to it. Like, I really was. I didn't really... Um, um, I didn't really live the student loan life because I didn't really go to university. I tried it out, it didn't quite work. So I didn't really get to live that full student loan life. Um, but I just grateful. remember, I just remember even like getting EMA. Who remembers EMA? Oh my gosh. Age? Not EMA. EMA. Oh. To be fair, EMA is also what helped with my savings. EMA helped with savings. Okay, yes. see that? You see that there? Yeah. EMA helped you with your savings. EMA went. EMA went. And honestly, my money, I remember getting, and you know, back then, they used to backdate. It used to take them so long to get through the yeah. process that, that you'd, you'd already started college by then. That was the and Labour government, innit? Of course it was Labour. No, man. Of course no, it was Labour. No, no, we messed up. Look at this. Look at this government. That, this, they could never. £30 a week when it you're, was, like, 16. That's it wonderful. Was sweet. It was that sweet. And then when you got never. that backdated check. That backdate. Oh, my gosh. And I think that this speaks to just our social economic sort of placement, though, that when I got that, uh, uh, I think a couple of times, most of it went to our household. It went towards Mm. our parents. It went towards helping out. And that was something for me that I think I learned very um, sort of indirectly, but directly, I guess, that, you know, in our culture, um, being Africans, you take care of your own, you take care of your family. Mm. You have to do that. And it's not that they ever necessarily, like mum would never come to me and be like, I need your money. She would never do that. But it would be a a sense of, this is almost a duty. This is almost a responsibility that you kind of need to do that. And I, I struggle with that now as an adult, because while I think that I love our culture in terms of it's the tight knitness and stuff, now when you deep it actually this is this is that same sort of poverty mindset though that actually you are constantly having to you're not paying it forward you're always paying it back you're Mm. always paying it back like i have a daughter now you know i have uh, my own family and actually you know i i don't have that same sort of step that sort of um privilege to just be like, yeah, my parents are good. They're taken care of kind of mm. thing. Like, mm. no, yeah. taking care of mum is, is is our responsibility now. Yeah. You know? I have a bit of an unpopular opinion, to be honest. I don't really think that, especially I'm sorry, within, I think within our culture, I'm going to even go as far as to say black people, is I don't feel like you need to tell your parents exactly what you get, what you make, mm. and what you get in. Okay. Um, because I think we... I, I, nah, I just don't I've, n- I've never heard it as wow, well you know, as you're saying that I was like plot twist as I said I was there and I knew what was happening in my household as a child I don't believe I have ever told my mama sorry wow right 
Mm-hmm. Now, because the thing is, um, and I'm not, because it's, it, I think it's, it's an issue with boundaries. And if mm. you, and, and I think if with when we are just always telling people who don't have boundaries about their own money, do you know what I mean? Because they always see, as you said, they're always paying it back. They're always, there's yeah. always a need. There's always going to be a need, right? So they don't have boundaries around their own money. Why would they have boundaries around yours? Speak it! Mm. So I don't feel like you need to be like, I think you need to be able to say, this is what I, this is, again, from that budget, you, you're like, okay, this is what I can give. Mm. You have your, you have an allotted amount mm. and, and that's it. And that's yeah. real truth there, the boundaries thing, because I think yeah. now us being adult women looking at mom, we realized that actually there was just so many times just throughout her whole sort of monetary journey that the boundaries just weren't there. there. And so people will access you and they will run you dry. They'll take your kindness for weakness. Quite for literally. Sure. And especially because what you're the one that got away. You're the one that's here you with the, with the money. The money is growing on trees and we're all sipping tea with the queen. Mm. And I think, you know... And I think there's a bit of guilt there. There's a bit of guilt yeah. there that our that our parents do yeah. hold for being the ones that, that we now that have a bit of privilege. Yeah, yeah, the ones that they they are here, so yeah. they do feel a bit like, oh, okay, I do have to give back. Or yeah. if I'm going home, I need to make sure that I am like, you know, yes. loaded to the nines. And, and that's sure. what I think of going back to what I was saying. That this is why I think it's perpetual because now yes. when I was getting a bit of money, that same thing was coming on me. That oh, as a 16 year old getting this for attending college, I need to give this away so that because you know you lot work hard you work three jobs to you know keep make sure that we are eating and this and the other and it's it's sort of changing that like Tanaya what boundaries do you have in place around money for you oh oh trigger trigger (laughs) okay um Um, oh do you know what I will say, you know, the I really do one tradition that we have. I do like the tradition of like the kind of first fruits, like your oh, first the, income. Hey, this is so yeah. cool. Yeah, explain that. It's so good. That you know, like your first, because some people are like where, <laughs> but basically, <laughs> that basically that the first um, income that you get, whatever that is, whether you're weekly or by whatever you're, however you're paid, the first income you receive ultimately like from your first job that you give away and that you give back to um like give to the family um and okay. give out kind of thing um buy and, presents or, yeah, yeah. yeah and get presents and, and things like that and, yeah. and i think that that is something that was definitely it's done like traditionally um and a lot of people are just like yeah that's a bit long i might you know make get a little something you know i might tithe you know if you're a christian i might you know you know but i'm not going to do the whole thing but i do i i I don't know i just i I just like it yeah that's like like, well yeah first thing yeah there's something nice it's sort of honoring isn't it absolutely yeah and my niece who is now she's now gosh she's now 21 but like when she got her first job did that and I was like this is the cutest thing and I, I literally I was so emotional about it because like Aww. she got paid we were so like yeah she got a job because you know like when the kids are growing up and you're just like oh my gosh like how old are you you got a job now what is this and she did it on her first like and no one asked her because we like what <laughs> like, we, were gonna, we were never gonna ask and literally she was like she and she actually took it out she did it like she did it so intentionally that she took out cash like she took it all out cash and gave it away and I was like, wow, this is, this is deep. No, I'm, I don't know, I'm moved by this. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> no, I do like that. 
there are aspects to our, Again, our culture, our culture that is beautiful. Totally. Yeah. So I do think in the West we're a bit they're very dismissive. Like, okay, what's mine is mine. Yeah. Um, and yes. I don't, I don't subscribe to that no. at all. But there does need to be boundaries. Yes. There's too much open arms. Yeah. Everyone mm-hmm. has that entitlement. It's just too it much. It becomes entitlement. It yeah. does. On the boundaries, so the thing is, I think I, I I think I think giving is very important. I think as part of what you have, I think it is important like that. I think that it is important that we um that we do have a, a allocate some of our income to giving. So, you yeah. know, whether if you're a Christian, whether that's tithe whether whether that's tithes and offering, if you're not a Christian, if that's not if it's not in the church, it doesn't I'm not saying it has to be in the church, like but I'm saying giving whether it's charity whether it's like however but like giving yeah exactly and supporting other people supporting a charity supporting another person that you know is in need i think that's very important Mm -hmm. i do think though that you do need to play you absolutely need to place boundaries around what that looks like because you can be in situations where you have family members who family members friends people in your life who perhaps see you a particular way, perhaps see you as a source of income, or the source of income, and therefore yeah. will always know that you will always be there for that that exactly. twenty pound, that fifty pound, yeah, that tenner, whatever it is, right? You mm. know, and I think that there, therefore, you you can develop um, bad habits in that way of just like, oh, I'm just going to whatever it is that you need. I'm just here as your little ATM on the side, and I think it's very important to to have put those boundaries in place and actually and 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 stick to them of course emergencies come up of course right. things come up where you're like oh no i know i know that this is something critical and i need to take out of it of course i'm talking about where you place put boundaries in place and people are abusing the boundaries that you put um in place in terms of like access to you and financial access mm. i yeah. think that's i think that's very important because I think if, if you don't put in these kind of things then and you start, as you said, being that ATM to people, then um, at a certain point you realise that this is it's, it's to your detriment. Mm-hmm. And then you're the person who's actually like, hands out, I, I'm in need. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, wait, you, how, how did that happen? And You can't go to the same place. You can't go to that person. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, didn't get it. They, they haven't got it. Yeah. And I think a lot of the times, it's, that's why I'm saying that, that, and I know it might be an unpopular opinion, but I'm just like, I think there are certain um, things, certain boundaries that I feel like definitely with, our, with parents, especially if you see the pattern of behaviour with your parents around money, then I think you need to be very aware about how much you actually divulge about what you bring in and give them what you can yeah. and and have boundaries around that and bless them when you I a hundred percent yeah a hundred percent stand by honoring and blessing your parents mm-hmm. and um don't be just living in your house and you're not paying for anything do you know what I mean like if, oh, you if, live, you're, at if, home, you, if you're yeah. at home and you live with your parents and you're do you know what I mean with a job and yeah. you're exactly yeah definitely be giving be um uh, giving, contributing to the household all that kind of stuff mm. and blessing them when you can even just mm. being like this is what you have and you should but again, I feel like that all should be budget. It needs to be yeah. within your. It needs to be within your means to do so. Right. I think, mm-hmm. isn't it? And I think that what we noticed, yeah, what we noticed, I think with our with our parents, with our immigrant parents, is that they sometimes, if you, especially if you don't have things like budgets and boundaries in place, that you can't do that. You can't live within your means. You will always, most certainly, end up living way beyond your means. Mm. Overdraft maxed out, credit cards maxed out, debts to your ears kind of thing but and you just perpetuate perpetuate it and you continue it 
I think that um, I I what I find her interesting as well, like with mum, is that even now, still, still to this day, though, she's very kind of private about sort of the money matters. Like, it's really hard even just speaking to her, like, okay, mum, what's the state of, like, money, it seems, even just across the board, is still such a sort of taboo thing. Mm. And I guess there is that fine line, right? Boundaries, absolutely. But there is real... Um, blessing for transparency and information Mm. and just being able to like speak like you're saying that you were able to get your act together because your friend was actually quite honest in the fact that okay this is what I'm doing Um, and having that safe space to do so having people in your life where you're actually like I can be accountable to you to kind of get better habits in place Um, what what for I think for me I realized that I I kind of needed to stop being there was a lot of things I really need to work on but one by one and still to this day I need to be a I need to uh, work on the fear of money like being mm. afraid to actually use it because while we say your money goes it out you, yeah it's currency just, right it's currency actually how I, I just didn't really think about how I spent not that I was like it just I just let my money go. Like you weren't frivolous, but you were a lot more kind of like, yeah, I need to spend something. You held it tight, very tight. I remember there were times where, do you remember we would get like new shoes each? (laughs) Yeah, and it would both. And this is again that whole kind of poverty kind of mentality because we would both be like, we've both got these new shoes for school. But we're both gonna wear our old ones that are starting to talk at the back and at the front and at the sides. (laughs) Wow! Like it basically. Who, who would be the first one to break in their new shoes? Wow. Because then that would mean that someone, the other person still has newer shoes than you. Do you know what I mean? And it's, it's not. Until nice. the shoes run away from all, you. I remember you all being telling me, hmm, I'm really putting myself out there today. <laughs> I remember I put the dark one. You used to call me because yeah. I would wear my jeans. Do you know when you would wear your jeans till they were like completely, your until your, your thighs, the flesh of your thighs met through the material like <laughs> and I just remember you lot being like no seriously Hannah is this really what is this what you believe Jesus came to die for yeah you know like, are you not gonna buy yourself a pair of jeans because to me I always thought that spending money on especially on myself was not a good investment mm. um, that it was always something else a better need and see in that way of thinking it almost, it kind of does sound, it sounds, it sounds good. Do you know what I mean? When you say it, it sounds good. Oh, sounds you're really, noble, but... yeah. But actually it's, I think it's a false, it's a false humility. Yeah. You know, because that I think it's different where you don't have, if you're saying, if you're, if you're in that instance where you're saying that in that instance, um, Hannah, like if you're saying, okay, I don't have any money, right. I don't have an income. Right. So, and therefore I'm, you know, I'm therefore, so I'm, I'm trying to be responsible and there's no point spending if I don't have, like I don't have access to but I think sometimes it, it goes the opposite way if you're just like well I, I do and I'm afraid to spend it but then I'm not sure where it is going because I'm not spending it on something to treat myself yeah yeah I think when you come from a certain background though it does become very there, there can be sometimes that guilt of being like spending money on yourself or spending money on things that you know because you're just, and I think the thing for, especially uh, obviously growing up alongside um, my sister, is that I saw how you were very giving to family. That's why mm. your EMA disappeared. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like you were very open about what you were getting and how you were getting and you wanted to help them as much as possible. So in your mind, everything was just like, oh, okay, if it comes in, 
I need to figure out how I'm going to mm. be giving it to them. So the idea of you being like, oh, I'm going to be spending a little bit on, on myself and stuff like that just felt like, what, what, why? Mm. And I think those are the kind of mindsets, kind of uh, mindsets that kind of stick with us if we yeah. don't actually, if we don't address it. Exactly. And actually figure out like, where again everything has a root where did that start yeah. do you know what I mean where, where did that start and why and then being like oh okay it's actually it's fine for me to have a pair of jeans that are not ripping at the seams right <laughs> that is okay <laughs> that is okay you know and that is within budget you know yeah. and stuff like yeah. um a uh, thing for me was uh credit like uh I got a credit card um so got to a good place financially um about um with uh, money and stuff and then tonight was saying oh it might be good for you to get a credit card I got a credit card and I couldn't handle it mm. because I think there's also something else about you keep mo- you, you, money there's so many different lessons to it mm. you know so then I got this credit card um, and at first I was handling it well you know you you paying it off I'm paying it off I'm using it for certain groceries and then I'm paying it back off and all that kind of stuff and then I booked a holiday and then I <laughs> always the holiday. You know I mean, I booked a holiday somewhere, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I'll pay on my card." And then I paid the money back in, and then afterwards I was just like, "Oh, but I need spending money." And then I was just like, "Okay, so I've put, I've taken some money out of savings now for my spending money." Mm. And then I was just like, it, "For some reason, it just it just never. I was never able to kind of meet the gap on it. Mm. It was one day I just cut it. Mixed race, and it was her name began with began with M." Anyway, she did this whole thing where she literally was just like, I went bankrupt. No. And she was uh, showing drawers upon drawers of unopened bills, um, unopened bank statements. I used and to then do she that. started using like Wonga and oh, no. all of these Oof, other things. Yeah. Don't get suckered no. in. They they went through a whole thing anyway, because what was those ones called? Was it Wonga, all them ones there? They yeah. were just, they were really, really bad. Really, really bad. I remember not opening my mail. And again, that was something that my husband was like, what is this? Why don't you open mail? Mm. Like, especially brown envelopes. Yep. Like, you always open brown envelopes. Yep. Sometimes yeah. good news, you know? Sometimes rebate. Yeah, it was never good news. It was never good news. It was never good news. But that's more reason why I really needed to be opening them. So that was definitely an, another thing. And I do agree, you know, it does depend on what your goal is because, yeah. you know, getting getting married, we saved aggressively. Um, getting our first property saved aggressively. Our second property, we saved aggressively. Even now there are things that we're like, you know, we'd love to get ourselves a new car. We'd love to get ourselves this and the other, but there are still things that we're working towards and therefore we we know that right now we're having to d- delay certain things. Mm. And, and there are some times, some months, some periods where it's really tight and it feels like, ugh. Um, and there are other times where you can be a bit looser with the saving, but always saving, always, yes. always putting something aside. Yeah. yeah. You'd always be saving. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Like, I think for me, like, it's literally on, I think I, I just got like personal habit is lit- literally every piece of income that I have. So while um, um, a, 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 like a separate stream, like it, like um, spoken word, like performances, are mm. not something that is like a like I can't I can't bank on when yeah. when I've got gigs or how much I'm you know but even from that even if it's like oh I'm just doing a little quick something here even from that like on principle I'd put across a certain amount of a certain amount of it like just on wow. principle and I think it's it's just and I think for for me it is definitely um like Sarah mentioned on like like um what my leak was saying about the 
and if I'm, it's like I, I think there is there is an element of like perhaps for me the the maybe the 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 root behind it to begin with was perhaps fear of not being able to um survive financially um mm. and i think there was definitely a there was definitely an element of fear in there but i think also just the this the, the flexibility to be able to um have a period of not working um and mm-hmm. be able to survive a period of not working right um yeah. and like you know, like you know Sarah was saying you know you know share sharing with a failing out loud audience but uh <laughs> I was actually made redundant <laughs> in in February mm. um and that was even before it wasn't even because of corona it was that was mm. pre-corona mm. um and it was I guess at the time my plan was oh, okay I'm gonna take it I'm just gonna take a few months I'm gonna take maybe three months travel we didn't know what the Rona was gonna do um right. <laughs> travel well, no. do some fun things chill out maybe then after that work again and life had other plans mm. um and in terms of being employed anyway um I'm not employed by anyone at the yeah. moment um and definitely it was very important to me to be able to manage for a period of time if that was to happen which it has now um, yeah. so this is the rainy day it's raining um, yeah <laughs> it is it is um yeah i think that's it yes yeah, so definitely um saving on the credit card thing absolutely um if you're if you are going to have a credit card um again even even myself it took a while before because i think i was always a bit like ah it's, 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 i'm not sure i'm not sure i'm not sure on the credit card only use credit only use credit cards to where it's a benefit to you like right. increasing your credit score clearing it um clearing your clearing your amount monthly worst yes. case if you're like okay i can't like something has happened and it's a bit tight two months there's going to be a tiny bit of interest on it but it also depends uh-huh. on how much but just making sure that you have the capacity to clear it um yeah. and using it for what you can gain um like literally i've got a reminder in my phone actually that's gonna pop up on the 21st that is literally to cancel my amex because it's no longer serving me and i am mm-hmm. and, and i'm and i'm gonna move on to something else and i yeah, think it's, yeah. it's just about um being able to move around like that yeah shop around anyway. you know yeah and you're trying to always keep learning like as you said like you kind of shop around um and you're looking at what is the next um kind of the next way of leveling up when it comes to your finances so we we obviously we're talking a lot about savings but um i think that the statistic is like one in five adults um has less than 100 pounds in savings you know i'm talking about my 100 pounds wow. and that was like from 2019 yeah, do you know what i mean yeah. so that it wasn't far like you know it was last year that's literally and it's we these kind of um uh, uh, like when we're saying all these kind of things about savings is because Actually, a lot of people struggle with it. Yeah. Um. Everyone does, but you need to start having those kind of real conversations with yourself. Like, find out your credit. Um. Uh. Your credit score. If there's any marks. Yeah. Do you remember when you found out about mark having marks on your thing? And like, yeah. I found I found out I had a mark on mine. Uh, what, mm. do you call, what do they call it? CCJ. CCJ. Mm. And and it stays for a certain period. Well, I think six years. And figure that out. Like, you need to go and work that out where did it come from how long do you know yeah. is there anything you need to do yeah, to kind yeah, of shift yeah. that because these are things that can hinder you when it comes to uh maybe looking getting at loans loans that kind mortgage, of good debt yeah or, exactly uh, things like that so um, it's just kind of getting yourself into a financially informed. health informed 
and into a financially healthy place, especially if you know, um, for me, I knew personally that I was just like, I haven't had a healthy relationship with money. money yeah. And I, like, I'm single, but I'm thinking when I, I want to also, there was a point, there was a period, was it, I don't even know when, but I literally was just like, I don't want to have to speak to my significant other about my debt. Like, do you know what I mean? I want us <laughs> to come together and be in a good place, in a good position. But as you were kind of saying that, like, when when did you and uh, Kami have the conversation about money? Like, early. I, really? I mean, yeah, well, firstly, you saying you didn't want to go in with debt. I came in, I was like, hey, this is me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, I just got a letter from Marco. Hey, hi, can you help me understand this, please, sir? Like, and it's... Okay, so a couple of things, just before I forget. This irked me in the beginning. It kind of irked me that... um, I don't know what it was. It was it was because he was male, but I was like, I, I had to. I I, I learned from him, and I'm mm. so grateful that he taught me. Mm. And it's not because he was a man, but because this that's actually what he does. Finance is his is his actual career. Mm. Um, and thankfully, he's the kind of man that doesn't sort of teach you know like exactly mm. by kind of lauding himself. But it 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 still triggered something in me. It was like why. So even in our marriage, you know, I'm continually always like, no, I need to know. I need to be brought into the conversation. I need to understand what our mortgage product is when it's running up. I want to know how much we're spending on it. Um, Because a lot of these... Yeah, and I mean, it's great to kind of divvy up responsibilities, but this would also be, I guess this is kind of a hack thing. I know I'm not answering your question yet, but this is another hack thing that in your relationships, do have the conversation. Mm. Do have certain goals in mind. Are you on the same page about things like saving? Are you on the same page about money? Yeah, that's what I mean. (laughs) Having this conversation, you know, touching on savings, touching on what your debts are good and bad debts because that was also something so we did have our conversation quite early on um because like I said I was coming in with this photo debt and whatnot (laughs) but equally (laughs) but equally um I don't don't even know if I've shown him these photos you know anyway let me not digress um equally you know we we did start speaking about our future we did we were that couple um although we didn't get married until about six years in um we knew that's what we wanted for each other and where we were heading Mm. and i remember being like did you feel like it was too early or do you feel like no it was was a good having that conversation yeah no i think it was bang on i don't think it's too i mean as with everything you're building friendship and with that you're building trust so again have certain boundaries i'm not necessarily like oh my gosh this is my account this is what i'm getting this is what i'm doing on the first date right the first couple of months (laughs) of knowing you um but as this was building and it was like okay yeah no we are really into one another the conversation even though it started early it got deeper each time you know and when we were fully committed to one another and this was before marriage i remember being like you know do you have any debt and he was like, oh, no. But in his mind, he wasn't counting his good debt, like credit cards that he was paying off as debt. Okay. And I was like, no, I need to know. I need to know. Like, in, in growing up, you know, again, money wasn't spoken of. Yeah. And so there was these times when mum would just be like, oh, 
I've got to pay this back kind of thing. Be like, when did you even take yeah. out this yeah, loan or this? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I don't like that element of surprise. Fantasy, yeah. yeah, when it comes to things like money. So we did have the conversation early and it sometimes can be awkward, but equally, yes, while I wasn't the financially savvy one, there were still things that I was bringing to the table for Kami in terms of even just being like, oh, okay, well, he'd never been into a serious relationship mm. where he'd had to divulge that kind of information. Yeah. You know? Okay. And so that was new for him and a learning curve for him just being like, okay, wow, that transparency. Yeah. And I think that's that's a whole kettle of fish and that's why it's important to start those conversations early yeah. you know because if you have someone who is really quite closed off about certain things or even just emotionally Ooh. closed off then you need to start early with those things you yeah. know so that when you actually fully commit and the further along you get in your relationship you're actually able to kind of quite freely um yeah kind of be open yeah with one another. start earlier working way in Definitely. Yeah, totally. But how how would you guys feel about you know earning more than your partner? You know, this is something. This is a question that always comes up on the Twitter timeline and things like. <laughs> how how would you feel about like you know you at a certain point yeah. or even you know it's just the standard you you just earn more than your 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 man or mm. you know the person you're with. Hmm. I mean, more no, money, more <laughs> money, more money. I'm just like I don't. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a really like like yeah, a money hungry person <laughs> running around but no on a, on a serious note though I think that ha- like I don't think it matters I don't mm. think it matters who earns what I don't okay. think I don't think that is I don't think that is even like I, don't, I know that it is a conversation that people have and it's a very like oh should we should it like who who plays which um, but it's about roles as well, like who plays which role and what do I expect of this person in terms of expectations, yeah. In terms of what they do, but I but, but in terms of what they can bring to the table. But ultimately, I think if you're building something, if you're building something with someone, like ultimately you're building something together. So your success is my success, my success is your success, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so I don't think that there's I personally don't think that, 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 that there's any like I don't know. I think there's an ego element to that. And I don't think that I I personally don't, I don't really want to subscribe to that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's it's a bit of a a a weird one. Like, that people really like, oh, quite archaic as well, I think, isn't it? Right. Whereas if if we're doing this thing together, if we're like, I don't know, we're trying to get something that's 100 pounds, what I've got is 40 pounds, and what you've got is 60 pounds, how about we put that together and we get the thing? (laughs) Like, do you know what I mean? Um, So at least we're building together in terms of what we, in terms of what we do have. Yeah. Yeah. I think as long as you don't lord it over anyone, Mm, like whoever's earning more, shouldn't lord it over the person that's making uh less. Yeah, yeah i think that's the only thing i think that's the only thing that can actually make this a thing like an issue yeah. is when you start being like well i'm the person that's bringing all the money in and da, 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 and then that's when it's like as you get as you said about that ego thing you know pride and as long as there's no issue there as long as you're being really open and being like well this is what i earn this is what you earn okay cool uh, but i do think there has to be a meeting of ground somewhere so like who, who who pays for what more you know or who who's who's given in um, maybe a little bit extra because yeah. like especially if you make like a lot more mm. than the okay, other person right, yeah yeah, yeah definitely it needs to be fair I think you can't be going okay so we're still going to do fifty splitting 50. it yeah I feel like that's a bit like what 
um, yeah, that could be tricky. I mean, yeah. because if one person's earning, if one person, I mean, if one person's earning like twenty five k and another person is earning one hundred and fifty k, you don't have this. You're not in this. You're not doing the same. You're not. <laughs> you're not, you're not. We are not in the same room. Right. You know what I mean. You're not in the same place. You're not doing the same thing. But yeah. you love each other, and that's awesome. So therefore, if you're going to bring, therefore you bring that like that to get like it's. It's obviously the person who's earning 150 is going to have to pay more of whatever is happening. Not to say the person who's earning 25 shouldn't um, contribute anything, but like proportionally, of course, that yeah. you can't. Like, do you yeah. know what I mean? Because the other yeah. person's salary yeah. swallows up the other um, swallows up the salary anyway. So I think it's just important to be like you know to be for it to be fair yes, with, the, exactly. with the couple. Yeah. Exactly. So I think that. I, along with, you know, another thing I was really afraid of um, in regards to money was getting into debt. I mm. still am very, like most people, right? You're kind of debt averse, but I'm really debt averse. And actually it was funny because it was when I met my now husband, when we started dating, he's very much like Tanaya, um, very fiscally responsible, just kind of understands money. Yeah. Again, in a way that, wasn't necessarily taught to him directly um also quite similarly his his father died quite young um and i just feel like i feel like there's also a responsibility that maybe comes with that perhaps yeah. but also mm. i always say that uh, my husband and Tanaya are really similar in so many ways <laughs> anyway that's another podcast that's another podcast for another time <laughs> that's another time but um it was you know getting with him that he was the one who i did not realize it was good and bad debt you know, I always just thought it was bad. I thought debt was just bad. And that's, again, yeah. you know, growing up in our home, seeing what we saw. But it was kind of solidified for me when. <laughs> so who remembers? I think they still do this to this day. They are demons anyway. But back in the day, they used to do these, um, you know, come and do a photo shoot with us. We'll do your makeup Ooh. and you'll have a couple of glasses of champagne on yep. us. You know, I never did that. I Good. Did, I did one. I did. I did one. Actually, no. The one I did was a present. But yeah, yeah. Oh, it was a gift. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know. I can't remember the, all the details. This was many, many moons ago. I think the photos are still here. They're still at mum's. Like I, Ruth, <laughs> take them to your no. Home. I cannot. They are mud forever. <laughs> they are mud. And basically, I got suckered in, and I took one of my girlfriends. Shout out to Letia. We went. I don't know what we were thinking, but you know, I remember being told, I can't remember by who, but I remember, you know, just being like, okay, no matter what happens, you do not buy the pictures. Yeah, I, I think I, I think I remember this. Yes. Sanaya, did yeah. you get your you know, you said you did it. Did you buy your pictures? No, because you buy the pictures in the end. And I think I rem I remember, I think I told you this because like with the pictures that we got. Like, I got some pictures, and I was just like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with these now. Because <laughs> I'm like, what are these pictures? I'm like laying across a bed. Who is this picture for, please? Like, <laughs> I, I swear there's one. I'm just leaning up against some boxes. Another one, I'm kind of on the floor, like on some sheepskin rug. What am I doing? <laughs> Gonna, what? We, we need, need to, to a, bring them out. We need to turn around you know special. What's that what special on these things? I feel like everyone had that picture of you know sitting in that hole, that wall, yep. that wall that has a hole that had right. a circle oh in my it. God. One hand up, one hand down. I've got it. Oh, I know. Tanaya, is that where that's from? Yes. One but hand up, one hand down. In the I've woods, in the yeah. red. You've got like red braids. 
Yeah, that's oh it. Oh my god! To be wow. fair, actually, I do use one of the one of those pictures. I did use the main one. I did use because I used that as my as a kind of headshot for a while. Yeah, one. Honestly, I totally hear what you're saying. Like, genuinely, I've never done anything with those pictures. It was way before the time of things like Instagram and stuff like yeah. that. So. I, you know what? If, if yeah. I can find them, I'm going to put them on the Fighting Out Loud page. I'm going to find oh. them. <laughs> no, I'm okay. I'm actually, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Exactly. I'm not sure. I'll take it back. I'll take it back. But um, I just, it must have been you then. And I just remember being told, whatever you do, no don't get happens. suckered in. Yeah. You go in, you have a good time for free, drink their, you know, cheap, cheap wine and whatever, and you leave. Don't get suckered in. They took us into the gallery um, to go and they show you like your pictures on yeah. this massive projector screen. But did you feel pressure though? Hey, Sarah, you honestly, you would have thought that they had a gun to my head. Oh, you would have thought they had a gun to my head. I felt bad. I was like, did what? we just, we just, we've been here for like two, two and a half hours. Like, that's what they play on. Yeah. They play on the guilt. Yeah. yeah. They must, they know that it works. They know that. For every maybe five that they do, one of them is going to buy. Probably more. Because they'll maybe be like, more, oh, you least, get the first right? four or the first six. But actually, if you play X amount, you get all of them. I don't, what am I doing with it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's literally the rhetoric. That was literally what happened. And I signed up for this thing. Oh, God. Oh. I just remember the bill being around maybe six seven hundred pounds huh? yeah no, sorry. I, maybe it was what? wrong maybe that's wrong maybe that's wrong in my head in my head i just remember it being high, high maybe this high. is the equivalent yeah exactly it was the equivalent maybe it was only 150 no. either way no, no, it was more than no, that it was definitely more yeah. than, it's that. Definitely more than I that, that, yeah. that i can't remember i'm gonna have to dig deep but um Long story short, man's couldn't keep up with the payments. I got sent to <laughs> who knows Moorcroft. Who? Moorcroft debt oh, collectors. Mate, they're still alive and kicking, you know. Someone told me recently that they got a letter from them. I'm like, they're still in business. I'm telling you. The debt collectors are in business still. That's a, that's a field that we should all be going into. They always need people for that. <laughs> I I will never forget that company and their letters with the blue castle. With the stupid castle. As soon as I came in, I, I was just like, damn. Yeah, you knew it was over. Your money, it's a wrap. Your money's gone. It's a wrap. So oh, obviously, wow. I got moved over to them man's and uh, it was just bad. It was bad. And it was at this time that I started dating um, my now husband and he was like, okay, now you need to learn about budgeting. You need to learn about good and bad debt. This is bad debt and we need to clear it. We need to clear it quickly. I didn't know up until that point. Um, and I must have been, oh, I don't know how old I was. I want to say maybe 20 something, maybe yeah. 2021. Definitely. Oh no. Yeah. No, actually older than that. Older. Yes. Because it was when I got with Kami. So that would have been, I would have been about maybe 23, yeah. mm -hmm. 23, and I didn't know about credit scores. I didn't know Ooh, about that. Right. I didn't know that what you were doing with your money was almost being, you know, if you couldn't manage it well, that you were getting the score. And I didn't right. know. And then this obviously affected my credit score. Mm -hmm. So it was basically, that was a real um, 
massive money fail for me, mm. but also a kind of money lesson. It was a regret for sure, which is why those pictures have not followed me into my marital home. <laughs> but, <laughs> you need to just get some use out of them. Put them up on Instagram, you know. What? What, me lying on a sheepskin rug? I don't think it's giving the right vibe. <laughs> <laughs> is it not the, is it not the energy fans. of fading uh, out loud? Only fans for that, to be honest. <laughs> make the money. Oh my gosh, you should so do that. You should so what? do that. Get an only fan for that. No, Listen, multiple streams of income. Get you an only fans. He wouldn't even sign in. Um, tonight, what about you? Do you have like any money regret, like money fail anecdotal story? Um, I think my money fails are probably not necessarily around um things like that. I mean, I did do, <laughs> I did do that lovely uh, photo shoot, but mine, <laughs> my in terms of thinking about money, like broadly, was more around work and salary. Okay. Um, okay. So. Okay. There was a period, I mean, I can't even remember. Like, there was a period where I wasn't working and I kind of decided, like, I, it was like work, I was kind of temping, work was a bit like choppy. Yeah. Um, so I was like, well, I don't know, I wasn't sure what I was going to do next. And I decided I was going to move, um, I was going to move back to Gambia. Um, and I was looking for opportunities that would take me back. However, that, whatever that looked like, that would be able to support okay. me financially <laughs> to be able to get me back. And I basically found this organization that I did end up working for. Um, and they, I basically created a job. So I was really super proud of myself because I was just like, oh my gosh, like, okay, this is what I want to do for you guys. This is why you need me. Give me a job. And in the end, awesome. it took it took a long time. Uh, like it was over a period of time, but then in the end it worked out. But the, the, the blunder was around money. Cause I think at that time I just wasn't sure because it was just this, this thing that I, I was just trying to get back to Gambia really. Um, yeah. And so I was like, unsure about how I would, they, they asked me, they, no, I think, did they ask me or did, no, I think that was it. That was the way the trick, because they, they asked me and I was flustered. So they asked me about how much I wanted or was expecting. Yeah, and I was, and oh, I was just really thrown because I wasn't sure that, that I didn't think that that was a vibe of the conversation we were having. So I was thrown, uh-huh. and then she said, "Oh, would you like me to tell you the salaries of the people you'll be managing?" Because obviously, I would then I would basically be country manager, so I'd be managing these people. Would you like to know? So this is back in Gambia now. Obviously, we understand that salaries back home are not the same as salaries here, of course. But really and truly, this is where you found me. So what's happening? <laughs> 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 it doesn't matter what's happening back there and she did that on purpose you know see this yeah, anyway. that's, a, that's that's sneaky yep. i should have known i should have yeah. known that this is this is not gonna work out with this lady who was my director at the time anyway anyway yeah. God bless her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God bless Lovely, her. great. Hope yeah, you need to do an indeed search well. on her. To be honest, not indeed a LinkedIn search. Find out about what she's doing. So, yeah, hope she's, anyway, she hope she's doing well. <laughs> but, but, oh, the, um, but I think what ultimately what happened was they positioned that when in, in terms of speaking about salary, they positioned it to almost stop, like to kind of almost like stop me in my in my stride yeah. of like, just so you know, people the people over there. You know, they're earning two pound fifty. So just so you're aware, you need to put your you need to manage your expectations. And what they were earning had nothing to do with me. No. And but what that did can, was... I, can I ask? This is a little bit of a side, sorry, before you finish your question. Yeah. But do you think 
that that would have happened to you had you been white Oh, had you been a white expat and not a Gambian, um, do you think that they would have treated you that way? You know what? I I I think it would have been a different experience. I genuinely think it would have been a different experience because there are a few things that happened with regard to like the whole package. See how we were talking about my girl relocation package, the 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 original circling back to the beginning. So obviously, I'm in England. This is where I I live in England. I am Gambian, but but so going back there was a, an advantage that the organization had for yes. with with me in like language in connecting yeah. in my network um there so there was an advantage that they had so it was useful to them to have me but i mean it could it could have been anyone but it was just useful to them to have me of course um so when we were kind of negotiating salary and i made that that blunder and I just did when the numbers came out of my mouth and I said it and I promise you, I was haunted by this I can't remember I I, I probably called yeah, one of you after this are. I can't remember <laughs> I said it and there and and it was the is the way that they were just like yeah okay I was like yeah <laughs> no what have I done obviously it wasn't an amount that I couldn't live on or anything like that what it was is that I just felt like I wasn't prepared in terms of I hadn't actively thought about what I would want to earn. I hadn't, so I didn't, I wasn't prepared to have the conversation in that way. Um, And then, and then even in terms of generally thinking what I wanted to earn, the fact that they told me what these people were earning, which was in Dallas's um, also kind of blindsided me. And then I was, I was flustered and I didn't stop. What I should have done is, well, tomorrow of today would have been like, I need some time with that. Let me come back yeah. to you on that and go and have a yeah. real think and sit with it and come back and say, yeah. this is it. Um, but I was so flustered. Um, sorry, that's so flustered that I just said a number and and I regretted that number the whole time I worked there. They tried to, whereas for other expats, that people that they had um, that moved to other countries to work for them, there was like, they would pay naturally. They would, they would pay for uh, like for their accommodation. Or they would mm. pay something towards, you know, either mm. towards their accommodation, for their accommodation, whatever. Um, I didn't get that until I specifically asked for it. Um, wow. And then when I asked for it, they then also said that they wanted. <laughs> I don't even know if this is necessarily a financial thing or just taking a piss. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but, they then, but they then said um, that they wanted for anyone who, because because uh, that's not the bit. The base is in the UK. Um, and they they had like um, a small hub over in, in Gambia and different um, people from the organization would be coming through. Um, and of course, as like country manager, I would be showing people around. Um, mm-hmm. But I didn't. What they said was they wanted me if I got a place, would I be able to get a place where I could host anyone that came on holiday? Wow. So, in terms of in terms of their savings. Yeah. Yeah. <gasps> so no. this... did you did you have to do that? Uh, have we met? I, I said, say, so, I don't remember this story. So, the so first she said, it's first, first, you know, I'm just been trying to be careful not to mention anyone's names. The first, first she said, um, can you live? Because, um, I, I was to get, I, I had to get a building, I had to get like a space for us to do the business that it was. Um, and she was like, this was a really big building, can you just live here? And I was like, live oh, at work. Yeah, listen. Above the listen, literally. 
I was like, they're mad. They're actually mad. They're mad. They're mad. No, they're and I've been to that office. Where do they want you to live? In just one of them, just just left. Wherever you no. can see, just to the left. No, <laughs> no, just... no, no, no. <laughs> when I pushed back, they then said, and this is what also, to be fair, this was all part of like the negotiation process because then I pushed back and they said, oh, okay, maybe you can stay elsewhere, but actually that place that you do stay, you can... If we give you X amount on top of your salary, this this place that you stay will be like, you know, a hub for anyone that comes through. So I will wake up on Monday morning with my towel and see the <laughs> accountant and then and see the reception. I don't understand. I couldn't, under, uh, I couldn't visualize yeah, it. Yeah, all of you having um, uh, morning stand-up. Right. You know. And I was, like, I'm, I'm, I was like, I can't do that. So, that. so then when they realized I was really, really pushing back and really upset about it, they were like, okay, so we'll give you this amount if you just if you agree to have this <laughs> this communal home for everyone that comes for this or um, that works for this organization and we'll give you a tiny bit less if you decide to actually have a place of your own i said i think i take the i take the lower amount please thank you i'm tired yeah. oh, and <laughs> and that was a life lesson in negotiation and i promise you i've never had a, a, a job opportunity since that i haven't gone in Mm. um prepared for and willing to push and ask for what i think i deserve and more because right that's so important what you said there because even as you were explaining the story you know it wasn't about it wasn't about just getting as much as you can get right it was about stating your worth yeah and i think that that you know speaking about money and the sort of professional arena that's an area that like even as you began the story when you said oh it was around that question today I still get flustered by that like Mm. I still get a bit like I I know what I want but can I really ask that especially in this in this season I remember something that (laughs) it was in sex in the city like you can't be was it you can't be whipped cream in this in this society or something (laughs) like that you know (laughs) like right now it's mad corona you just need to get what you can get yeah but at the same time you've always been a champion of that and i you know coming off of this story i absolutely know why because you don't want to be caught like that because actually you're just upset for the whole time you're there yeah um you're doing yourself a disservice because it does come back to what you believe you're worth and therefore what other people then also think you're worth because yeah. now they're also asking for you to house the accountant right. and the um, anyone hr anyone. person Anybody. you know <laughs> yeah. it's 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 it is a matter of worth and i i do wonder why it's so difficult maybe a generalization but i feel like especially for women and then women of minority in that kind of setting and field to really feel that they can command what it is that they that they want it's always something I admire so much especially you Tanaya that you know you're just like no this is what I'm going to say and in fact I might put a little something on it to in make case the negotiation listen to allow for the room because of the bit of which you where you're going to start mm, ah, mm, bah, bah. while you do that we can <laughs> land we can land where I need to land yeah yeah yeah. So you don't do you, do you still get that kind of I get a sinking feeling when that question pops up in interviews. How oh, do no, you guys get, feel about it? No, I do. I, I, I get excited about it now. I'm not like 
my thing is is this like I, I learned from tonight's story because sometimes don't make you don't have to make the mistakes you can learn from other people you learn. You know what I mean? and that's why transparency is good you need to have, have a few, people you can talk you need to have to a few people that you can actually speak accountability to, like that. to about yeah. money feel like you can have a transparent conversation um and be accountable about it as well but yeah it was just like for me now that conversation um yeah i aim i aim high I don't, mm. I'm not, I've had friends who were head um, headhunted, mm. got the role and still negotiated salary. Mm. And I, and, and also this, these were, these were men. And I think there's something about that, that I was even just like, how are you coming? Like, you should just speak, they've, they've come to you and given you a job. Do you know what I mean? And he was just like, yeah. Be grateful, that, right? And he's mm. just like, yeah, because that means they need me. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. So actually I'm going to, I have some leverage here. I have some room here. Um, and I think it just made me think that, I think sometimes we're just as women and then on top of that as women of colour we talk mm. about the intersectionality of it yeah. we are just grateful to be in the room or even have a seat at the table right. that a lot of the times we forget that the people around this table are getting paid yeah, they're we're getting all getting very, paid here no but yeah. they're getting paid and paid very well they're yeah. getting paid yeah. uh, we, we're, getting, we're getting paid it's nice they're yeah. getting paid and that's when it stopped. And then, and when that penny dropped for you, you literally start <laughs> thinking, actually, there's there's money in this world. Yeah, there is. And I think it's, it's so important to remember that in a job setting, it is a job. You know, yeah. you're exchanging your service, your time, your knowledge, your expertise for a pay. Yeah. And so that that needs to be that needs to be reflective of that. You know, it isn't that, oh, you're just coming in, you know, you're sitting in your house and you're expected to get money. Therefore, you know, just be grateful for whatever you get. No, there has to be come. And I think that, you know, it does come back to really taking that time of yourself and being like, no, this is what I'm worth. This is what mm-hmm. I think I'm worth a day, worth an hour of my time. Um, and being honest with yourself on that. But, you know, obviously as well, being honest with others on that too. Like mm-hmm. you said, I think one thing that you guys have always said is that, well, Sarah, you always say that <laughs> it was about kids and sweets, shy kids. Shy kids get no sweets. Thank you. <laughs> and I think honestly, no, but it's it's true because I think sometimes we you you can take what you what, what's given to you and and that's fine. Um, but don't complain. Then if you mm-hmm. then know if you then find out that this is what X is earning or what the industry standard for your do some research, mm-hmm. do some research and figure out actually what is the industry standard? What do people get paid? Like what do people get paid in my field with my skill set? Do you know what I mean? And even if you want to make more money, be like, I'm going to up my skills so that I can make more money. Do you know what I mean? Whatever it is, like, there's room for negotiation. And, uh, you know, as the saying goes, do you know what I mean? Shoot for the moon. If you don't yeah, reach the moon, you aim the around the stars. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, and I think that's a conversation around money that beforehand I would have been shaking in my boots about having. Mm. Now I'm just like, no, let's talk about it. Yeah. Like, let's talk. Oh, what's the benefits here? What's the package here? What's the, you know, wh- wh- what are we working with? What's yeah. the range? And I'm also, I'm not aiming for the low end of the range. If you tell me what, the, if you tell me what the low end of the range is, and and uh, and you tell me what the high point of the range is, I'm going for the highest point. We'll meet mm. somewhere in the middle. Yeah, mm. yeah. So I think it's just it's just having a different kind of. Also, actually, this is kind of my my PSA, my public service announcement okay. to women, and especially women of color. I know it's difficult to have these conversations about money, but 
every time we do this, we actually open up doors for other women behind us. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So like go in and ask for the money. Go yeah. in and ask for what you feel that you deserve. Know that you probably have already worked twice as hard Even <laughs> to, just be to be in that there, position. Right. Interviewed. Yeah. Right. right. And so even on that, I don't condone that. I'm not a supporter of working working twice as hard. I'm not a supporter of working mm-hmm. too hard. In fact, <laughs> let me just be honest with you. I don't want I don't want to do that. Just by virtue of the fact that you know yourself, you know your job, you're going to do an excellent job. I'm not saying, okay, get paid and like, you know, don't show up or don't do the work. I'm not saying that. That's not what I'm encouraging. I'm just saying the whole, I need to be 10 times better. I need to be so excellent. I need to be so amazing. I mean, there is something about being confident in who you are and what you are able to do. Of course, if you are lacking, as you know, as Sarah says, if you if you if you're lacking in certain skills, develop yourself. Especially, I mean, we're not talking about. I mean, it depends on the kind of the, the fields that we're talking about here. But a lot of these things is like you can self improve and get to the point where you where you want to get if you so desire to get that extra skill. Mm-hmm. But in terms of, I'm being paid to do this thing and I'm doing this thing and I know I'm able to do this thing, then I'm confident in that and I'm not trying to. Mm-hmm. I'm not sitting there trying to like, oh, every, like, please look, like, look, look, look. Oh, you just needed one. Look, I've stayed till nine o'clock. I don't want to stay till nine o'clock. No, I'm not interested. I have no interest. This job ends at what? Five. Okay. I understand that sometimes we, there are extra mm-hmm. projects we've got going on. We're going to mm-hmm. do extra things. I'm not trying to prove myself by staying till nine o'clock. I'm not mm-hmm. trying to prove myself by, you know, said so if I happen to, if I happen to be on my phone and I see an email, fine. But I'm not going to be like, oh, I just need to, I need to constantly be plugged in. I need to constantly. Yeah. I think it's too much. It's too much pressure. Then you then you create a persona. That, then it's like, oh, I sent you an email at eleven. Why didn't you reply? Because right. it's eleven p.m. Uh, there's this bit in um, I think it was in Queen and Slim where it was just like, why do black people have to be excellent? Yeah. Why can't we just be ordinary? Just be. And I literally was just like, you know what? Like, and uh, I think Audrey says it on um, the Receipts podcast. She's just like, she's here for being mediocre. She's yeah, like, yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to do my my best. Yeah. at 50 percent because and i've and i've said this to tanaya um because we used to work together and um you start working alongside certain people and you really you really realize how some people are literally giving 50 percent and yeah. that's it and that's it yeah they will answer like you know they'll do bare minimum and that's it and they're getting paid more than you mm. they're getting paid more than you, you are more skilled than them um, uh, you know, you probably have, like, even in, in my case, I have a master's, do you know what I mean? Mm. And there are people who are doing bare minimum alongside you. And then you'll be, you'll see the hundred things that you're trying to rattle off. And I'm not saying now, like, lower your standards or dip your standards or whatever. But I think that mentality, I think there'll be something around that yeah. mentality that can lead to burnout. Mm. Um, and yeah. can, oh, I read this thing the other day on Twitter where it was just like um, someone... A lady was talking about um, what her therapist said to her that she was just like how um, uh, black uh, black women are always aiming for perfection and running around doing so much that when um, when it doesn't work out they see it as failure um, when it's it, it isn't failure. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It, 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 it isn't failure. It is a didn't... burden, isn't it? It's almost a cross to bear. I have a really good friend um, Jamal that wrote a wrote a really good think piece around that whole black excellence term yeah. and I've often mm. thought that you know that these things while I get their I get their positive angle I think it is often missed just how negative these things can be mm. you know the whole black excellence like why what is that 
actually. And yeah. if I don't meet that, then I failed. Then yeah. I'm not excellent. Mm. Um, and I think that's a that's a whole other topic, even yeah. in itself. But mm. you're you're right. It's even it is in this even in this this arena and this professional arena. Even when it talks about when you're talking about your salary, what you're worth, it all comes down to that mm. and speaks to that. Um, what would you say? I really you know want to kind of learn. I remember actually it was your brother Tanaya who always said this thing that as a as a standard in work he would always um aim for a salary he couldn't sort of earn oh, less yes. than his age yeah yeah than his birth um yeah. than, than his um than his um age and yeah. I always thought that was really good and that's honestly that's always stuck with me so that's basically <laughs> like that's the lowest of the low I cannot earn lower than my age right, right. um but it would be great to kind of hear for all of us you know kind of habits tips tricks hacks and stuff that that have really helped you that you're applying now that you would share um to your niece to to your niece Sarah to my daughter kind of thing like what are the things you're putting in practice what things have really helped you like just we could just like rattle them up and talk about them and stuff um one from my leak you know my bff in my in my head yes um how she was just like uh if you can't buy it um three times over then you can't afford it mm. okay um and Ooh. also <laughs> and also the idea of having like um fu money um money that you can have if you just need to like walk away from a job and literally be like f this i'm out so mm, like she's like, like savings again yeah she's like uh, yeah it's like a portion of savings yeah again, just like this will keep me if i for, like, imagine like if you you know were made redundant in covid, COVID or yeah. things like that do you have enough money to kind of live for a good couple of months solidly even a year solidly away where you're just like that money is really for like that kind of rainy day yeah. kind of situation or if i have to leave a situation for any reason i'm good i've got yeah. some money I've got because some money it's funny go. we you know, um, I as you were talking there, I remember, you know, getting married, um, there's this whole kind of um you know, this this kind of rule, so to speak, that when, you know, a guy is buying the engagement ring, that he should set aside about, you know, three to six months salary in order to do that. Yeah. That's kind of what you should be doing. Um, which is all good and fine, but then also that's the same sort of mentality, isn't it? That actually beyond a piece of jewelry which of course is is meaningful i'm not mm. trying to say it's not at all but that also like you said if anything was to happen we need to, to, to you know think that same way that actually we need to have you know three six months a year's worth of salary set aside maybe going back to what tonight was saying about ha always having that that, that threshold and never yeah. go and believe that that there's Don't always going to be either you know this amount of money in our account um and like you said i mean 2020 really showed us that mm -hmm. we do not know what is around the corner yeah. at all at yeah. all i think one thing for me is that and i'm working on it now with you lot actually but um sharing for the audience sake is streams of income mm -hmm. that we cannot rely on one it cannot just be our job and again 2020 mm -hmm. has shown us that and i think i sent you guys that linkedin i saw that um had the diagrams of like two tables mm -hmm. and it was a table with one central leg and um a table with you know four 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 legs yeah. and um you know it was just saying that obviously the table with the one central leg anything happens then that table is dysfunctional mm. if something happens to one leg on the four-legged table however it's a bit wobbly 
but you can probably make that work. Do you know what I mean? Mm. There's other things to help support. And um, I thought that just really succinctly, simply put to, put that whole thought in mind, that actually creating other streams of income yeah through through hobbies through through monetizing your instagram or your youtube or whatever it may be lending your skills having investment you guys are investing yes exactly having other things that um the property is something that my husband and i really are very quite passionate about yeah you know creating other streams as well yeah yeah i think in terms of in terms of work i think um developing yourself in terms of like uh multiple like not necessarily pigeonholing yourself i know that a lot of people for a lot of people and i think i used to battle with this myself um for like having multiple like having different skills in different areas for a long time was it it the impression is like that that's flaky or that you're just you just don't know what you're trying to do so you're like trying to do like you you can you have too many things going kind of thing and even as you like introduce me i'm like who's that <laughs> but, but hey, you're a multi hyphenate. yeah you, you there's a very there's all very different things that are seemingly some possibly unconnected but also a part of me and things yeah. that i'm all uh, all things that i'm genuinely interested in and have a passion about um and i think that like developing yourself to not like literally to as in yourself to not be that one legged table as like yourself even um i think that uh that is something that's that's quite important um again you know the 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 multiple streams are 100 percent on that um and i think just in terms of saving i think I'm, i'm i'm forever banging on about saving and i think that it's not to say that you know if you are you know um renting or you earn like you have a certain income i'm not saying that you have to save like half of your income if you can't save that because your bills are more than that then it's not practical that's not a realistic thing goal for you to have but in whatever you do have like actually look at your budget and say well these are the things that i have to spend and these are the things that are optional and that whenever you do receive something you save something like and should when you're saving should it be something that is uncomfortable for you? I mean, obviously not to the point that you're not able to pay your bills and your outgoings, but would you guys say that it needs to be, like, for example, if you're yes, getting there I... 100 pounds, mm-hmm. should you be, and you, you know, your outgoings are 50 pounds, should you essentially save the 40 pounds, have the 10 pounds to do kind of other miscellaneous things? Or mm-hmm. should it be like, oh, I'll save 20 pounds and, you know, that's a bit more comfortable. Should it be something that it feels like... It depends how aggressively you want to save. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, when I wanted to go and live in Gambia, like, um, I remember, again, sitting down with tonight on my accountant. <laughs> <laughs> um, but literally being like, okay, I need to save enough money if I don't work for, like, six months out yeah. there. Like, if I do come to Gambia and I stay for six months, I need to have enough money in case I don't find anything. The plan was to go there to work. Um, mm. So that was aggressive that was mm. that was tight like mm. there was times where I was angry at Tanaya I was just angry at the fact <laughs> was like you could save that you could save more you could do this and I literally was just like what do you mean like it feels like I can't even enjoy my mm. own money mm. it depends yeah. how aggressively you're, you're trying if to save a goal, if you if have a goal if you have this something that you really want to save towards then yeah it yeah. can be really up to it where yeah. you're like you only have five pounds to play with here yeah. or ten pounds to play with and you need to start thinking about your taste card and your this that and a little <laughs> voucher here and a yep. little, you need to figure it out yeah um but then there's other times where it's like you should de- like 
you should be able to have some kind of uh, some disposable um but you should definitely be thinking like with me i have i have to think about my tithe my offering um my uh, charity and savings mm-hmm. like i yeah. do those in 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 that order like money comes in that's where that's where that, that's mm. where my money goes to first mm. and then after that i need to think about and then i think about everything else making sure yeah. i've got enough or like in direct debits or stand if i have a standing order um i still don't have a credit card because um i just didn't i did get a credit card at one stage but i wasn't balancing it it right um and that's another thing you need to know what works for you what yes. doesn't work for yeah. you yeah um everyone some people are balancing all these credit cards and knowing when yeah. to flip it knowing when to use the points on it knowing how to get blind um air really miles making on it, it work for them really making it work and if you can do that do that if you can't then just be like you know what my friend it's not for me yeah. uh like i had to cut up my card and just be like and it wasn't because it was even something crazy but i could just see where it's getting it was, out of control could, mm-hmm. right and mm-hmm. i was just like no nah, i know myself I don't need that. Do you yes. I, mean? I need to pay that off and I need to... Prevention is better than cure. Definitely. Yeah. I think we we have seen during this time of like, you know, uh, Kalana and payday loans and there was that lady who was, she did a BBC free thing and she literally went bankrupt. She was just like, she was not reading her mail. That's one of my tips. Read your read bank, your mail. Read your mail. Read your bank <laughs> oh statement. Oh my gosh, please open your mail. Open it. <laughs> And she literally yeah. had drawers. And she used to be a presenter. She went bankrupt. No. Who is this? Yeah, actually, for us, that actually was our predicament for actually a while. In, mm-hmm. the, in the early stages of our relationship, I was earning more than my husband. Um, and he was he was actually doing his SEMA qualification, which is a, an accounting qualification. So he was working part-time while studying. Yeah. Um, and it... I was working full time. So it meant I was bringing in more money. And actually, um, we had already sort of started saving for mm-hmm. our marriage. Yeah. Um, and when we, when we, when we officially started, you know, planning for the wedding after he'd proposed, um, I put the most chunk in for the okay. same that I was the one who got it started I was Ola able to pay for the vet May I was out here doing the thing <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but at the same time you know it, ne- it never wasn't it was never an area of conflict and that's not because I think we're like special people or anything but I think it's because just keeping communication open mm-hmm. again all the things you touched on that you know it's it's just about putting aside ego because it flipped you know he now earns way more than me I mean I've not I've been out of job I, I was also made redundant um during maternity leave in 2018 and with everything that's gone on this year 2019 sorry I was made redundant and with everything gone on this year I've not actually managed to find work yet so I've been out of the game for a while so he's he right now it, you know it went from me earning to us earning about equal to him earning a bit more to him being literally the sole earner yeah. in our in our mm. homes and and i think it's important to remember that that mm. seasons change so while you yeah. might be earning the most right now be humble be humble right exactly <laughs> exactly you never know i mean rona hit us this year you absolutely don't know and mm-hmm. so i think i think it's really important again we're building together there should be no room for that kind of ego and bringing why would i same team why would i need to belittle you 
Mm. And how am I going to respect you after that? But that's the, that's the issue that comes up, that people yeah. start losing respect, that almost being like, well, you mm. know what, especially, and that's why, that's some of the conversation that comes up if a woman earns more than a man, yeah. kind of like... I know it's deal breakers for a lot of people. It, yeah. And, you know, mm. statistics are there that, you know, even, you know, a lot of broken down marriages, one of the number one reasons tends to be over finances, yeah. you know? And I think that it's not because, you know, there's always that saying that money is the root of evil and that isn't actually correct because oh, it's the it's love, the love. Of, yeah you know yeah. and and i think that's true holding on to it whether because you're afraid like i used to do or being too frivolous with it or mm-hmm. trying to flash it you know like it's everything in moderation and balance and i think the same as well in your relationships yeah. pick one when did you tell each other about each other's salary when was the time when you actually said this is what i earned though um because I feel like I a lot of women like, don't know. Like, really? I, I listened to some podcasts. It was a, it's a money podcast, actually. Yeah. And she literally was just like, you'll be surprised how many women no. don't know what their... So how many wives don't know what their mm. husband earns? No. And that's what we're well, married, how do you not know what is happening? What do you yes. think is what's, what's no, the plan? No, I already told you, I can't do secretiveness. But I, I think can't. it speaks to what Hannah was saying before about that thing of those kind of really kind of traditional yes. gender role mindsets around but You money. handle it. You, you're handling yeah. the mortgage. It's you not my place. Right. You understand mm. how the mortgage works. I just need to sit here and look pretty. Um, or, or, you know, or, or I'm, I'm I'll not taking care of the house. house. Yeah, I'm taking care of the yeah. house and whatever. I'm not really thinking about how all the other yeah, moving I'm parts. Yeah, I'm not about that. Even if you are a housewife, which is no problem at all, even if you are a stay-at-home mum, which is absolutely fantastic, more reason why, in fact, you need to know how the house is run. Yeah, because... Right. because oh, I'm know. telling you, I remember a friend of ours had a near... He was in a... He was in a um, a kind of car scuffle, car accident kind of thing, and it really made him wake up. And he came to us all and was like, "You know what, guys? I realized just how much I'm kind of like not even not even in that way, like you know, saying I'm never going to share this with mm. my wife or whatever, but just how again you fall into these traditional roles." And yeah. it's like, actually, does my wife even know the passwords to the account? Come on, mm-hmm. does she know what, where the money is kept? Yeah, if anything was to happen, do you know what I mean? Like even if I don't have to be as far as death sometimes it can be an illness sometimes you might need to go and travel whatever it might be like yeah, so just you... freedom just freedom and open yes. communication yeah really. exactly and I think that you know there needs to be more of that there needs to be more of that and especially now we've got a little girl we want to be able to also teach her independence mm. and that financial literacy yeah. that you don't need to wait on someone to know this kind of thing right. that you can yeah. have some knowledge not there's anything wrong like you said in the very beginning sarah you know if you don't know you only know what you know and if you don't know put your hand up ask questions yeah but that you have something to bring into the table we're not just passing down archaic um stifled um thoughts to mm-hmm. our little girl mm-hmm. but yeah that's wild to me no 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 my first question is every time that he goes for a job what's it paying i told <laughs> you i'm going to listen to tax man i'm fine <laughs> life. i need to know what the take home <laughs> that's is. the window you've got on the side yes. mm-hmm. i'm telling you that's yeah it. yeah so i want to ask a couple of really quick questions quick answers guys okay um everyone's gonna okay. answer but right. Sarah, you first what's the most expensive thing that you spent on easy travel travel yeah where where was it um it probably was bali for my fate yeah yeah that was a good time that was a really good time bali and then singapore yeah we stayed we stayed in two different locations in bali it was amazing so we really lived yeah tanaya Mm. you what's the most expensive splurge oh gosh it's gonna have to be it's gonna have to be travel to um uh between bali between between that trip by singapore and dubai 
Um, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, the Bible have you spending. Don't listen. Listen. The Bible have you spending. Different mindset. Like you're a shake for us. Oh, my gosh. New York. Okay, okay. Travel, travel. That's why I spend yes, my money. Travel. Definitely I spend my money in travel. Okay, okay. So, um, for me, um, I was going to say travel, but actually property. That's mm. been our most expensive. Yes, like, yeah. my goodness. And and in London town, my yeah. goodness, oh, And gosh. we own two properties Come in on. London. Come on. All right. Yeah. You pay me an equity. <laughs> We're trying. Get it. More, more. Now, let's testify because, <laughs> honestly, we, we, we yeah. didn't know ownership was even possible for some of us. Mm. Like, And I think nah. that's, that, you know, quickly saying you know those are the things that i think is beautiful when we are the opportunities our parents didn't have and they came over here to give us that we're we're we are seeing the fruits of that Mm -hmm. you know and i also think that you know not just giving them physical money but living this life is also an honor to them you know because the work that they've put in and the the sacrifices they've made exactly right um so okay Tanaya, if you were to win the lottery, what would you spend money? What would you? What was the? What's the first thing that you would do if you were to win the lottery tomorrow? And Ooh. don't say travel because it's Rona. Okay. Ooh, first thing, first thing, first thing. Save. <laughs> <laughs> no, come on. And this is why. Oh, Lord, it's true. Episode. Actually, you save. I would actually think. How much am I saving? And wow. then, like, how much am I saving? And that, that's going to go into, like, investments or whatever. Love and it. then, then I'm going to think, what am I splurging? Who, like, what am I giving? What am I giving okay, so away? Okay, after you saved, after you saved, what's the, what's, what's the money going on? What's, what's, what's the, the next thing? What are the things? I really want to, op- I actually really want to open a school in Gambia. Amazing. Um, mm. it, would, that, it would definitely get, like, if you're talking, like, big money, like, lot- like lottery money, I would absolutely, yeah. um, I want to open a free school. Um, I love that. So one day there can be a little girl that also speaks to her mum and says, Mom, I really want to go to this school. Can we make it happen? Oh, yeah, and it's going to be free. She oh, can make it happen. Look at that. I love that. I love that. Sarah, you win the lottery tomorrow. You can't travel because it's Rona. Yes, you're going to save because all you guys are financially, you know, on it. What, what are you splurging on? Um... Uh, what am I splurging on? What am I splurging on? I would actually, I would actually hire someone to manage my money. Oh, I, would, yeah. I would do that because <laughs> I feel like you need to be accountable. Like more They're money accountants for a reason. <laughs> every time you level up, I've even said this to tonight recently because I, I was able to hit one of my saving goals this year, well and I done. literally was just also. like, mm-hmm. but anytime you hit, a, for me personally, anytime I hit like a certain threshold, sometimes it's hard for me to get over it, and mm. I have to like, I have you to plateau. push. After, yeah it's easy to plateau when you start saving so then you have to be like oh okay i need to kind of again do that kind of aggressive save just to kind of get over it and then mm. move on to another milestone but anyway um what would i do so i've hired an accountant to make sure that i don't just blow this thing and make money <laughs> to make sure you can save properly yeah <laughs> do you know what i mean um, um what am i going to do i would make sure I would clear I would clear any debt mum has. Oh, yeah. I would clear any any kind of financial issue I feel like my mum had. Yeah. I would take that off her plate straight away. Mm. I would get her a property in Nigeria. Mm. I would make sure anyone around me was like kind of like just sit up, like just a property. Mm. I'll be like, here's here's a property, manage it. Don't ask me for any more money. That's it. Yeah. What, I've given you a property here. This is what you now. This is what you own. You have full ownership of it. I'm never gonna come back for it or what anything is fully yours. Mm. Title deed, land, whatever it is. 
I'll make sure that she, her and her family back home were just taken care of because then yes. I know that would just be just such a burden lifted from her. Yeah, I think that would be one of the first things. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, guys, well, that's it. That is it. We've come to the end of this episode. And we just want to say thank you to our first guest, Tanaya. Thank you, Tanaya. Thank Tanaya. you. No, honestly, it's been great having really you. Really good, um, really good. And uh, you sharing your gems. I would uh, advise anyone to just slide into her DMs <laughs> yes. and, just, and just get her to, Please. you know, get you right. She will definitely... <laughs> She'll definitely have you by the neck. Um, <laughs> That's what you want in accountability. She will you might be mad. She will definitely have you by the neck and she'll definitely, you know, she'll get you in order. Yeah. And um, yeah. sometimes you need someone who could just be like, listen, let yeah. me help you. But also it. what she does really, really well um, is that she's able to take complex things and explain them very well yes. in a simple way. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to feel stupid for not understanding what an ISA is or bonds yeah. are and interest rates and whatnot. Like, she's great at stuff mm-hmm. like that. And there's only a couple of people uh-huh. that I genuinely feel that do that. Kami's one of them as well. Like, you just need people that you feel re- really safe with. Yeah. With your, with your name, with your money. Exactly. <laughs> um, and also, the last, one of the other things I'll just say to be really good at is that she also is a uh, the queen of enjoyment. Yeah. So she also <laughs> likes. She she's not just going to leave you out here being like you're just going to be rocking in a dry, corner, dry, dry, living a dry <laughs> on crackers. Right. You're no toast, no toast, no, no jam. jam. <laughs> no nah, it's not going to be that. But she will definitely be because I because re- there's so many stories where I was just like tonight I was having me ag- aggressively save, but somehow I was still going cinema, I was still mm. eating out every week, mm, I was still traveling. doing something, yeah. I was still able to do certain things. But the yeah. way it's just the it's being accountable and being like when that's done, there is a there is there is there's some room freedom, yeah, and, and there's something about fin- financial freedom comes when you actually understand some of your you start, uh, putting in some financial boundaries. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, so uh, tonight I don't know because I'm saying. I'll slide into her DMs, but do you want to do you want to yep. share that information? Oh, my, oh, my Instagram. Oh, okay, <laughs> Mr. Bio. Um, oh, okay. I mean, you can also get in touch with if you can't find me through failing out loud. Um, yes, we'll tag. We'll tag we'll her. Absolutely be tagging um, you. We'll tag her on, yeah. on the post as well. Thank you so much for your time. Hun. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's been great. I've really enjoyed this. I've really enjoyed just Yay. having a good old chit chat about money. It's been awesome. You guys we'll are doing an amazing job. Yeah. Just, just a, just a side note. In case you didn't know, but we ain't paying you for this. Oh, right. oh, I know the, right. I know the so money this is not part of the multiple paying. streams of income. I will cross that off the list. Right. Noted. <laughs> if you if you have any questions for Tanaya, maybe we can even have her come back and do a little, yeah, a little fifteen. Q&A little you know um a little bit of advice yeah, yeah. like money. q&a so yeah a little q&a um so yeah if you want to do that send us a dm but we'll put all that information up on our instagram be sure to follow us on our instagram yes. at failing out loud um leave us a review on apple uh, yes. podcast share. listen share subscribe you can Engage. listen to us on spotify google podcast yes, um, on all of the different platforms and um until next time take care stay Bye, safe guys. in these rona streets y'all Bye. 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 Bye.